Welcome to the Everyday Mum Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Fitzpatrick, and this podcast is for mums everywhere. It's a chat between real mums sharing what works, what doesn't, how they do life, and how they fill their cup. It's often the little changes that you make to your everyday that have the biggest impact. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast and today we're really lucky because we're chatting to an amazing mum of three and she's a business owner and she just rocks so many different hats in this world and I'm so happy and honoured that she's come on to talk to us all today. Welcome Janet Kingsford. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's exciting. So Jana, how many children do you have? I've got three and actually when you said I had three just before, I'm like, yeah, I've got three. Oh my God, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so many kids yep it's lots of kids but you know have you noticed what was your big jump from one to two or two to three? One to two like one kid is just like so easy I just mm-hmm. like I can't even anyway one one to two is like going from one to twenty mm-hmm. and two to three is going like two to a hundred oh. that's how I feel see I found one to two chaos it was really hard. Yes. And then two yeah. to three was just noisier and it cost more. Yeah, I definitely noticed the money with the third. Yeah. That is that is a huge thing that we actually did notice and and you tend to forget and not realise and take it for granted. But at the end of the day you realise like how much less that you do than you would have with the two mm-hmm. kids. But I definitely, I think it depends on the kid. I think more so the three has been massive for us as we've gone from um, having a toddler, like having a toddler boy as a third with two older girls. I think that's where the difference comes in. Yeah. Boys are different, aren't they? Oh, my God. Everybody tried to tell me that. And I was like, I got this parenting thing down and <laughs> you can't tell me anything. I've like got two kids. I'm like so down with the routines, like. I've got this sorted. Mm-hmm. And even when he was like six months old, I'm just like have my same routine of like my sleep routines. And I built this business when he was a baby. And I was like, I got this down. I can do this three kids thing. And then he became a toddler. And I was like, oh my God. I know. They're wired wow. differently. They are so different. Because I, I always thought, I thought, okay, like I'm not, because my husband's a mechanic and it's very like truck orientated, it's car orientated, it's like all those things. I'm like, I don't want the stereotypical thing happening here that he has to be into cars and he has to be into trucks and cars and diggers and dump trucks. I'm like, we're not doing that. So I didn't, we didn't buy him any toys, like any car toys, any nothing. (laughs) So we've got a house full of girls and they all just like gravitated to like prams and babies. And so we have a house full, had a house full of babies and prams and stuff. And there was this one little truck, like I don't know how it slipped through. I didn't get it. (laughs) But there was this one truck in this house full of like girls toys and I refused to get him boys toys. Like the girls has obviously just accumulated these toys Mm -hmm. um, through Christmases and stuff. And we had this one truck and that is the only toy he would play with out of all these toys. I was like, what the heck? How does that even work? And yeah, so I realized, yep, I, it really, they are like born with that, like in them that they're interested in the way that wheels turn around and the way engines work. I guess not all boys, but yeah, 
that yeah. it definitely it was inherited that yeah. interest yeah. that curiosity well Hamish is the same and you know the other thing I think like Hamish is obsessed with sport like balls he ha- he's always got a ball and okay. when he was little he'd like sleep with a ball he loves balls and Trav is really into sport so maybe because your husband's really maybe it just kind it's of built in the genetics <laughs> Yeah, well, that's so funny because, like, um, Mason will also sleep with, like, he's got dump trucks and he sleeps with dump trucks and <laughs> it's just really weird. Like, he has this steel Tonka truck, like, so it was um, my husband's when he was a kid and he has it and he slept with it one night and I was like, it's steel. It's really not appropriate to be in your bed. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> he slept with it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you, you said that you noticed the money in that. Did when you had your third baby, did mm. you find um what other things like what other struggles did you find? I know that my big thing was washing as well. Oh yeah, I guess like the washing that is still a situation. Um <laughs> That is still a massive situation that I have not got to any answers on that one. That's probably like the one place where I am just not on the ball with that. Um, so basically we just get dressed from the laundry. Yeah. So um, <laughs> it's like that literally is what happens. Um, but that kind of works, I guess, because it's just a waste of time just folding it and putting it in the room, really. I just find that I have just like the campers are not for dirty clothes. They're for the clean ones yes. and just come and get your stuff. Yes. Um, anyway, well, that that's one little tip. Um to save your time of folding because it's just like otherwise you are literally folding for hours. I know. And then the kids throw them in their drawers or go through them like maniacs. And then when they're getting dressed, so you look in their room and it's, it's, it's pretty much just toys and clothes and toys and clothes on top of each other. And you're just like, well, which ones are clean? Which ones are dirty? So you end up washing clean clothes 50 times and you've like, I have not seen you wear that. Mm -hmm. And I've put that through the wash probably like seven times mm-hmm. and you have a lot because it always just constantly gets put on the floor. So that's just a waste of time. Like we don't have time to waste. But probably the biggest thing um, that I would have found, okay, probably with the three, um, energy, I would probably say energy, especially because yeah. I was a bit older with my third. Like because I had my first when I was a teenager, like most people know that, that I was yeah. in nine to, well, I guess, um, I was 19 when I had my first girl and then I was 23 when I had my second mm-hmm. and then I was 28, 29, 29 when I had Mason and I noticed a huge difference with my energy because of my age and what I've even noticed recently is like the last three weeks I've been completely off sugar and I used to like roll my eyes at people who quit sugar and I was like, oh my God. And it's not like that I quit sugar or anything like that. It was just like I feel like I just need to experiment with this because I'm like got such a sugar tooth and I'm kind of a coffee addict (laughs) so (laughs) I have sugar and coffee and I kind of say well that's you just have to so anyway no sugar and coffee no nothing no I obviously I'm eating fruit because I think that's ridiculous if you just don't eat fruit um just because it's got sugar in it that's just like like seriously like that's what's confusing anyway Mm -hmm. um I'm no health expert or anything. I just like go off my body and my body was just like, my brain was really foggy and I was like, what is wrong with me? And I didn't declare it on Facebook because everybody goes, I'm quitting sugar. And you just roll your eyes at them like, good luck with that. (laughs) And (laughs) so I'm just like, I'm not declaring it. 
I'm just doing it. And we're doing it three weeks. And my husband and I, we watched the sugar film and we're just like, okay, let's give this a go. Let's experiment with it and let's who see who breaks first. So obviously we're in competition. I love it. And so you're not breaking. Either of us are broken. No. <laughs> I'm like, I'm breaking. He's like, John is gonna break first. I'm like, no, you're gonna break first. It's like, what about Christmas? Oh my god, I'm not breaking. <gasps> like it's really good actually with us both watching the film. It made us just like really take a double look because it was like, well, we're both eating healthy and I'm doing the quotes with my fingers right now. <laughs> so, and and we're like, oh my god. And because I was feeling really foggy. And he's got immune disorders, like um, autoimmune. He's got ankylosing spondylitis. So he actually has like um, a debilitating disease where he has to have an injection every two weeks. Wow. Um, otherwise, he's completely immobilized, so he can't walk. So, yeah, so because he's got an autoimmune disease, we just found that his immune system and any because he's on this medication, it'll end up he's had pneumonia a few times and it's obviously really scary and when he's not on his medication, he's completely just bedridden. He can't move because his whole body seizes wow, up. That's so hard. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, so he has those injections and so we just thought we just need to do something. So he can't detox and <laughs> because if he detoxes, it detoxes all the um medicate the the injections out and he can't move yeah so um so we just thought we need to do something and we happened to just watch that documentary because I was just like my brain's foggy I think it's got to do with sugar and <clears throat> that actually made my energy come back like massively mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm just gonna have a coughing fit now <laughs> you're right <laughs> um but yeah so I definitely noticed energy. Yeah. Um, with the third, absolutely. And it's funny how we've, um, I've run two rounds of the Everyday Mum Detox now and really it is um, really just changing your eating habits to eat fresh, healthy, you know, no packets, that kind of thing. So I suppose it's clean eating but not by any means extreme um, it's just really eating good, healthy food for your body. And um, it's amazing how many people have said exactly the same thing. Even after five days, people are like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe, A, how productive I am, B, how clear I am and how well I'm sleeping. And it really is just from eating good food. That's right. And I feel just, yeah, I, I think and I love that you said it's not extreme because that's what really turned me off the quitting sugar kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, that it just felt extreme dream that you're just not eating fruit but you're having all this like synthetic stuff it doesn't really make sense to me but having said that yeah it was like the energy thing just I I have so much more energy and now I'm sort of replicating the energy I had when I was younger and I could kind of eat what I wanted but I do remember a time actually when I was juggling like university and I was juggling study and studying businesses and having my two kids wow I started <laughs> university when yeah because I started university when I was I think like three or five months pregnant with yeah I think it was five months pregnant with my daughter my second daughter mm-hmm. and I was like 22 years old and that's when I started university and I obviously had to start businesses on the side kind of so I could be at home and quit my job. Yeah. And so I was constantly like starting businesses and growing businesses and working from home and juggling study with two kids and life and stuff like that. And there came like a time where I had to just like go, I I was constantly um, just finding ways to improve my energy and my time and my resources and being able to put more on my plate but actually not feel like I'd put more on my plate, just feel like it was just 
I was able to add more as I kept on going on. And I remember like everybody used to come to me and go, how are you doing it? How are you doing it? How are you doing it? I'm just like, I eat really well. Like literally I can't stress, like I eat really well. I'm constantly on blogs about organizing and like trying to be like more efficient and effective. And, but at the end of the day, I could not do it if I wasn't eating the way that I was eating. And so I was eating really well. So yes, I was young, but also I was really paying attention to what I was eating. Yeah. And I think I'd slipped after having the third, after having Mason, I kind of was really good. Like, you know, always just naturally good. But I think probably like the last 15 months, 20 months, somehow just, just very slowly, it's my health had slipped just in like, and just became a normal person's diet, I guess. Yeah. It wasn't so much as like it became a terrible diet, like not having soft drink and like things like that. Like, it just became a normal person's diet. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, and I think that definitely affected my energy and made it really hard to deal with the three and business and everything else. Absolutely. And isn't it funny how people, when you just said the normal diet, isn't it funny how people accept how that feeling unwell is okay? Like they don't know how good they can feel. So when you said a normal diet, a lot of people out there, you know, sometimes, you know, maybe sluggish and tired and that, but they just think that that's how it is because they're busy and they've got lots of kids. But once they, you know, and as we said before, it's not about being extreme or anything like that, but after they start to put these amazing fresh foods in their body and foods that are actually real foods in their body, they just, you know, they start to feel good and then they're like, wow, I felt really bad. Mm, that's exactly right. And mm. I think um, I, I remember saying those exact same words to some of my friends as they would ask me, like, because they were just like back, this is like, you know, 10 years ago and nobody was like, like eating healthy was like weird. Yeah. <laughs> Back 10 years ago, it was not like it was now because I remember that I wouldn't give my daughter for three years. She wasn't allowed any treats or sweets or nothing. Mm-hmm. And not one person in my entire Sophia like got that, like nobody, everybody thought like, and now everybody kind of accepts it. But Back then, like everybody was like, "You're like the wicked witch from the west." Yes, and they try to sabotage you. Exactly. (laughs) It was even, but like that's like today times twenty. Back then, like ten years ago, that was just not normal. That was just ridiculous and harsh and horrible. And you're a terrible mum if you didn't give your kids a cake for birthdays and you gave them a watermelon, which I did. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I gave them like a watermelon for like the second birthday, and I cut it and I put candles in it, and they were just like. You're the worst mom ever. Now you're kind of like the best mom ever if you did that. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, back then that's that's what I was doing, and I used to say to my friends and like everybody because nobody was eating healthy, and mm. I was not like a health freak. I actually never kind of it was just like I just had to for productivity reasons. I yeah. basically felt like I have to do this if I want to be able to do this. Yeah, I have to. It's just no like I can't do it any other way. So. Um, so, yeah, I remember actually saying to my friend, um, you don't know how good you can feel. Like I remember saying those exact words that you just said. You mm-hmm. don't realize how good you can actually feel. And I guess obviously in the last like 20 months I'd forgotten that yeah. with, you know, just letting the sugar slip in and just like, you know, sometimes having muesli bars and thinking they're a food source because they got nuts and they're awesome mm-hmm. and having them with coffee <laughs> with 
with the sugar and the coffee and then having three coffees a day, that's like three sugars. And then you're having a muesli bar. Muesli bars and coffee aren't food sources. Yeah. So it's a shame. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like kidding myself that it's nuts like how bad could it be it's like nuts with honey in them like how bad yeah. could a muesli bar be but just like little things like that in a banana bread at the coffee shop I'd get a banana bread with sometimes like occasionally mm-hmm. but like all those little things were just adding up to big things like having big effects yeah yeah absolutely yeah. but you know what sometimes you've got to have the rain to see a rainbow so sometimes like when I was running marathons and that I'd say you have to have a bad run to appreciate the good run so sometimes it's okay mm. to fall off a wagon because then you can say to yourself wow I feel good now do you know what I mean otherwise it yeah. just becomes I don't know there's no joy in it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah exactly which is funny and tell me when you had your first little one you said you were 19 and I've asked this of all the mums that I've spoken to um, and I actually spoke to a lady the other day who was 18. So I've had a couple of teenage mums. But what do you Ooh, think? Was the, yeah, what do you think was the biggest struggle with your first baby, and how did you overcome it? Like apart from you know being a teenager, but what was something that you kind of really struggled with? And so in in order to maybe someone's just had a baby out there and listening to this, um, you know what? How did you overcome something? I think. Um, with my first baby, I think the biggest struggle actually was that everyone looked at me like horribly. They didn't treat me like they did when I had my third baby. They didn't treat me like I did when I was the normal age, when mm-hmm. I was 28. Yeah. Um, and that's the biggest thing I've found. And then other people are like putting their beliefs onto you in the form of like giving you snide comments training you like a loser Um, it's so rude but I think like people don't even realize they're doing it but at the same time like it's so judgmental and just those some people that treat you just as they would treat somebody and regular age those people can make such a difference um to you even just the way you feel just so I really make a point now if I see like a really young mum just not to judge and actually in a way like go do what you would do with the regular mum. like a lot of people would just avoid me because it's kind of like they don't know what to say like they're either judging you and they make that known or they just kind of completely ignore you rather than like when you're 28 regular age they're like oh can I touch your belly or like just all that sort of normal stuff and yeah so that was that was actually probably the biggest struggle because really my first baby just having the one even though she wasn't like the perfect baby who slept all the time she just normal regular I've never had one I found yeah (laughs) I just like I just found it like I think because I was really everyone was saying it's going to be so hard it's so difficult and I found just like having the one was like not just because I had expected it to be harder I hadn't had any false pretenses. I didn't think I was going to have some sort of yoga amazing birth. I just thought it was going to be horrible birth. And so it ended up being pretty horrible in textbook ways, but I expected that. So I was like, wasn't disappointed. There was no letdown. It was really painful. <laughs> <laughs> Is it funny? And when you just said about judging, when I was having Hamish, so we had like four children in five and a half years. And I had the same thing where people would look at me in the shops. So I was pregnant with Hamish till he was like, 14 months old, 15 months old, and, you know, Phoebe was three, and people would look at me and go, are they all yours? Why are you having another one? 
I'd be like, really? Yeah. How rude. Anyway. It is. And like, it's not like you're already going, oh my God, how am I going to do this <laughs> already? <laughs> and then they give you those looks. Like I wasn't shaking and sweating at night. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Tell me, what would you say at home are your three biggest time hacks with work, being a working mum? And I want to hear all about that in a second and being, um, you know, juggling the three kids and working from home and all of that. What are your three best time hacks at home? I think the number one would be my routines. I, I don't make that a secret. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that there's – but the routines, when I say routines, they're like, okay, she's just going to be really regimented and I can't do that. I don't do routines on the clock. Mm-hmm. I do routines based around – and they're, you've got to be flexible. And I don't think I've ever been able to fulfill a complete routine start to finish with all the things that I'm supposed to do in that routine. So, mm-hmm. like, say that for – like, up front. But like I have this general idea of what kind of happens in those chunks and of time. So I see them kind of like as these chunks in my mind of like morning routine, afternoon routine, evening routine. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the morning routine, it's kind of like you know that you're going to be doing dishes, you're going to be cooking breakfasts, you're going to be cleaning floors, you're going to be cleaning kids, you're going to be probably making sure they brush their teeth, you're probably going to be dressing them, brushing their hair, um, brushing your hair, hopefully, <laughs> washing your hair, having a shower. She get time. <laughs> Exactly. All those things. And I feel like I chunk them into this time because what I found is like when I was kind of like, you know, fluffing through the day, I was totally a couch potato before I started like working when I had um, my first baby. So I was very much a couch potato. I was just like watching TV during the day and just like, that's probably why I found it easy because I just didn't do anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, this is easy. I just watch Oprah What's all day. Saying? <laughs> I don't know, what's everyone's problem? I watch Oprah all day and I kind of like clean for like an hour in the afternoon and that's about it. Um, but that's probably why it's easy because I wasn't juggling anything. I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Um, but I found like once I was juggling stuff, I had to find a way to do this start to finish thing. Otherwise, that I was like, because if it all goes to hell in the day and you're still in your pajamas and you're not showered, it just makes you feel like just you're just like failing at life. Yeah. So best thing I found to just chunk that stuff in the morning and just get it over and done with, like, and make sure that everyone's brushed their teeth and hair and all this stuff has happened. Mm-hmm. And and I have, like, a deadline. It's kind of like it's got to be done kind of, like, in two hours and that's it, all of that stuff done. And then I kind of, like, open myself up to just, like, lounge around if I want, go out if I want, like, go to the beach. Or, like, usually we go to the beach quite early now. It's like now we're on school holidays um, actually for a whole year because the kids wow. are going to be home for a whole year. You it's are so amazing. It's <laughs> so exciting. Okay. I'm so going to uh, get you on this in 12 months' time, see how that goes. How that went. Life on the road um, <laughs> with three kids. Life on the road. I know. So we've got – we're just getting used to that routine, but basically we all just – the moment we get up, probably like 6 a.m., we mm-hmm. all just basically load in the car. So our routine's been flipped around because it's summer and it's – like and we're about to go traveling and we're kind of getting into the routine we all just load in the car and we go to the beach and we're usually there like at 7 a.m wow that's awesome yeah and so we go for a swim and we all get our flow on and get and then we come home it's usually come home before like anybody's even got to the beach so we're only there for like maximum probably an hour, but not in the really sunshiny bits. But yeah, my biggest tip would be the routine. The and then five o'clock, my mind still goes dinner, dinner, yeah. mm-hmm. dinner, 
As soon as five o'clock, if I miss the five o'clock mark, that's it. It's all over. Actually, last night I missed the five o'clock mark and it was all over over. I was having dinner at 8.30, which is like just ridiculous. It just yeah. is like the worst time to be having dinner. Yeah. Um, the kids are supposed to be asleep and all that sort of stuff. So that was obviously like eh, five o'clock dinner. So that's basically just having those cues. That's, that's my biggest kind of time thing because then you can kind of do what you want to do in between those times. So like... Yeah you know, go, you know, anything that you want to work on during those times, I kind of just like let them do their thing during those times because I kind of can now. Yep. Let them kind of do their own thing um, because I've we've spent that time, we've done their stuff, we've taken care of business and now I can do my stuff. Love it. It's perfect. Covered all bases. And it's kind yeah. of one of those automation things. I'm very similar. We just, then you don't have to think about it. It kind of takes away a little yeah. bit of that decision fatigue because you know it's done. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I remember like all those tasks being through the day. Oh my God. Like I get to be, <gasps> the kids haven't even brushed their teeth. What's wrong with me? I haven't even gotten them on their back. That, that. I'm like, how do you remember this stuff? Like that's a long to-do list to have on my phone <laughs> or my, on my piece of paper. Like shouldn't those things be on it? And I was like, what do I do? And so I just started to chunk it and have the list of all the things I want them to do in the morning on a list and put inside of the um, pantry. And then even though I've been doing that since my eldest daughter was four years old, I still have to look at the list of what I need to do. Yeah, it's that mental check off. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah, I forgot to ask them to brush their hair or something. So It also it feels just, good to see all the things you've done. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Love a good tip. <laughs> Absolutely. And what would you say are your three three main ways that you look after you? So not the kids or work or home or anything, but what are three things that you do for yourself, like non-negotiables each day or week or yeah. month? Well, I would say daily. Well, daily lately it's it's just doing three balances a day. And, you know, you're in big dreams, big head, so you kind of know that stuff. But, yeah. but every day I do three balances and that's on my to-do list. It's like non-negotiable. So it's it could be like really simple mm-hmm. if I'm trying to be like, you know, simple yeah. about it. Yeah. Or it can be like big things like going to the beach now. It's really cool because that actually ticks off one of my balances because that's one of my balances. But you can obviously not everybody lives near the beach and not everybody lives is in summer right now. Yeah. Um, and we don't go there in winter. So it's different balances during winter and during um, than what it is right now for summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be, you know, sometimes it's a walk. Sometimes it's green smoothie. Like those three things would be like green smoothie, walk. I find it's different for me every day. So sometimes I'll be going through like a real meditation phase and I'm like, I'll put that on as my balancer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I just put those three balances and that's actually non-negotiable is to have three of them on. And it'll be different every day because then it feels very like I have variety in my life even though it's like similar most days. Yeah. It's it gives it a bit of variety and I think that's really important so that you don't feel bored of your life because no. <laughs> even if you're doing these like self-care hacks <laughs> and you're doing the exact same thing every day, it's just like, oh, my God, this is so boring. Yeah, I um, totally so, agree. Totally yeah. agree. And if you don't do your three balances, what happens? Unbalanced. Yeah. Yeah. And so like like I always say is like balance is not something you find. It's something you can create and anyone who's got a problem with balance just doesn't have it. Yeah. Um, and doesn't create it yeah and 
it's really serious. Like it shouldn't, it should be on your to-do list alongside answering emails because, yeah, because like why wouldn't it? I just don't get that at all. No. Why that would not be on your to-do list as well as answering emails and checking Facebook and getting back to people and um, doing your to-dos. I don't see why you wouldn't have balances on there as well. Even if you've got kids, it's like not an excuse at all any day of the week. Yeah. Like I've been um, for 13 years and that's really annoying to some people to hear me say that. It's just like that's just an excuse. I'd rather do my balances than my work. Yeah. I'm a better person. Because, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. It, because you just know like with going to the beach lately, I've just feel, felt like so in flow and so peaceful. Um, but, you know, like even if I'm going for a walk and it's easy to want to cheat on yourself with that stuff and just go, oh, I don't feel like going for a walk. That's just a waste of time. I'm yes. so tired. I didn't sleep. And then you just can't cheat on yourself. You just got to do it because you, I just think about how I'll feel after doing that, yep. doing that walk. And a lot of the times I start my meditations and I'm just like, oh, my God, like seriously, <laughs> I'm so bored. <laughs> it's just not as glamorous as people make it sound, but when you actually like you know and even going to the beach it's just like oh okay let's drag ourselves out of the bed I'm not in the mood today exactly (laughs) Uh, you know all the bad things and then people are like I've got kids I've got kids that's like just because you have kids doesn't mean you had kids to be an excuse absolutely I saw a quote the other day and it was on a um, little card for a personal trainer in a shop I think it was you know how they have like those little postcard things and it said um don't make your children the excuse not to exercise make them the reason you do exercise something like that and I and it made me actually think of you because you know you you always say you know your children aren't a disability they're a bit an ability and I think that's so true oh every all the time like yeah my kids are my ability not my disability I always like live by that because anytime I I find myself going oh got kids so I can't do this or I've got kids so I can't achieve what that person's achieved or I've got kids that's just an excuse for me not doing what I need to do and not creating the balance that I need to create not Mm -hmm. creating the business I want to create or not going after my dreams and you use them as a crux like they're not that's not fair on them to use them as the reason why you can't because they're really the reason that you can the reasons why is even one of my friends who doesn't have a kid um doesn't have kids and she's like I think I wouldn't have kids because I look at all you women with kids and you're just so <laughs> ambitious like and she's like I'm just sitting here and I can't I'm doing my uni and that's about all I can do yeah. and I'm just like looking at you women that do the uni and do your work and go after your dreams and I'm just like what the heck have yeah. you been taking? I want some of that. <laughs> Someone's like, you got to have a kid to do that. Yeah, wow. <laughs> they just give you this insatiable drive. Like I did not have that drive. Like I always had a dream when I was a kid and when I was at school. It's like, oh, yeah, I want to be a journalist. When I won't grow up, I want to be a journalist um, because that was the only way that I thought I could be a paid writer back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, yeah, 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 and then I dropped out of school. Like, I was like, whatever, <laughs> just give that dream. <laughs> and then it wasn't until she was like a year old and I was like looking at her, like, and I had one of those moments. I had one of those, like, you know, eureka moments and I was looking at her and she was like nine months old, I think. I'm like, how can I tell you to go after your dreams if I never truly do? Yeah. And I thought that's what's wrong with all the, those, those mums 
not all dance moms are like that, but that kind of represents them living through them when they're like, she needs to be at the front of the mm-hmm. dance or, and they just live, they don't share any of their achievements. It's all about their kids' achievements mm-hmm. because they're living through them. And I feel like, you know, that's a gross generalization, but it's, you know, being a dance mom myself back in the day, um, before we were traveling, it's, I just saw it all the time that it was like yeah. they were living their their kids' accomplishments were theirs. Yeah. And and I, I don't take credit for my kids' accomplishments. It's not my accomplishment, it's theirs. Yep. It's something they've earned and they've worked hard yeah. and they've done and you've supported them and you sit back and you yeah. have that, you know, little glow inside you just going, yeah. I'm so proud of you. But they they've got to do the work because you're not going to be on their shoulder for the rest of their life doing their work. Exactly. And you and I do find like you're like, oh my god, they got all A's or they got this amazing achievement or even my daughter got an, like an a special award and I was just like, Wow, I'm such a good parent. I'm like, huh. I don't think it's got anything to do with you. It's like it's no, it's not. It's you you really have to really check yourself. You're just like, just because they've done that does not that you know, how smart a kid is it's not reflection of your it's got nothing to do with it really it doesn't and and you can really sometimes I think look at them and go oh they're achieving I'm doing a good job and that's just you know you living for them because you haven't gone after your dreams and you haven't achieved what you want to achieve so them achieving what they you want them to achieve is somehow an achievement for you and I try to separate that a little bit for myself just so that I can keep it in perspective that it's their achievement I don't want to feel like I'm living through them yeah that's great. I love that. That's really true. And, you know, you said, um, you know, how could you go after your big dreams if they didn't? I had a similar kind of thing when I was, when Ella was little and I'd stopped in the corporate world and that kind of thing. And I kind of looked at her and thought, I don't want Ella at that point to grow up and think that when she has a baby, she just has to be a mum. Like I, I, that's like, I love being a mum. That's my mm-hmm. biggest, most proudest thing I've ever done in my life. But I wanted her to know that, and as they've, you know, four of them now growing up, I want them to know that, you know, it's not easy. It's by no means um, a walk in the park to be able to, you know, run a home and look after kids and work and stuff like that. But it lights me up. It makes me feel really good, which in turn makes them, my environment happy. Do you know what I mean? Oh, totally. Because they don't listen to what you say. They watch no, what you do. They watch. Yeah. Little eyes are always watching. Absolutely. And that's how they mirror because let's be honest, they don't listen. <laughs> Basically, I started a blog accidentally in 2011. At the end of 2011, I wrote my first post and it was about why I did yoga and what it had to do about me juggling university and kids and businesses and starting from scratch businesses and things like that. And I just started to write it for no particular reason, even though I was already trying to start businesses, obviously, and create businesses. And I had my own wedding makeup business at that stage as well. And I wanted to create something online. I still wasn't thinking that my blog would, I thought I'd missed the blog bandwagon back in 2011. Um, <laughs> so yeah, back in 2011, I just started writing for the fun of writing it and sharing because everybody was asking me how I was doing it so I just started to write and share what I was doing and I pretty much it took until 2013 I didn't really have much of a following still after all that time I kind of was just doing it for the fun of it I think I had like 24 followers on Facebook who didn't like anything not much different to now people don't really like what they see they they buy stuff but they don't like stuff which is 
I've had to come to terms with. But, you know, like, they're like, oh, I loved that. I was like, I, like, had one post and I've had, like, five people say how much they loved it and they had, like, one like on it. But anyway, that's a that's a bitterness for another day. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you got to like it. Don't scroll past it. Anyway, okay. Back to what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> I had, like, 24 people in my Facebook group and I just – and not a group, just a Facebook page, my one that I still have now. And – I was blogging just for the fun of it, just randomly, sporadically, whenever I felt. I think I had like 12 visitors maybe a month. And (laughs) I just kept on doing that. And then eventually I started an online business, an online wedding directory, and I made that really successful. And I was doing 400 invoices in hospital with my third baby. And I was like, "Uh oh, what did I do? (laughs) This is not good. What the heck did I do? And I'd created this online business so I could have this like freedom lifestyle and I was sitting there doing 400 invoices and I'm like, what the heck? This has got nothing. This is not what I pictured. Yeah. And I was doing – and then when my baby, my third baby, Mason, was five weeks old, I did a wedding. Um, I had, you know, because I was a wedding makeup artist, I'd been up since 2009. I'd started a pretty business and within six months I was, got it pretty successful and busy. Um so I was doing a wedding. Obviously, it was booked before I knew I was going to have a five-week-old, and that's the thing with weddings. They were booked like a year ahead of time. Um, and, and yeah, so I had I had that moment of like he – it was like seven hours away from him. He was breastfed at the time, and my boobs were like massive, and I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. I was in so much pain at the end of this wedding, six months, six weeks. He was six weeks old, obviously. Wow. I'm still- five weeks old he was and I was obviously still all fragile from felt like you know how you feel all battered and bruised and mm-hmm. obviously stitches and such like at a natural birth that still had stitches so I was just feeling really fragile and doing this wedding and I was just like oh my god I can't do this anymore so from that moment on I stopped booking weddings but then I was like okay but this online business that I have now with doing this wedding directory that I built myself with no capital, started from scratch. It was kind of my thing, starting things from scratch with nothing, no capital, no nothing, just my own resources, um, me, myself, and I. And I was like, but I don't want to be processing invoices all day and doing 100% admin because I like hate admin. And so I realized, oh, what have I done? So I basically just quit that business, quit the other one, so I had nothing. And then I was like okay what am I going to do now and I was like I turned to my blog I think it was like 2000 the end of 2012 then or started 2013 and I was like maybe I could make my blog into a business I mean I got 12 people following it a month (laughs) and basically like that was it I just just started to think of ways that I could create like ebooks for that so I started to create ebooks for that business and I got really successful, created a whole heap of courses like Mum's Juggling School, Big Dreams Boot Camp off the back of that. And then I started to transition into, oh, my God, I've actually been running businesses and starting businesses for so long. I could probably add something to like the business marketing PR kind of thing mm-hmm. for online businesses. And I created like launch a little course and business butterfly effect. So I created these courses for women that have got big dreams or mums that have got big dreams. And I used those courses as a practical application to 
speak about the leaf, which was actually in all of my courses, like the first video for them is always about believe, like you won't get anything out of this course if you don't believe you can. You won't get anything out of this course if you don't believe you can achieve that goal or dream or anything. So I speak to them about belief and I think that each of my courses having like, you know, looking back now, everything has been about belief. So I think really as I'm transitioning actually into my business at the moment, just being jhanakingsford.com and just going, okay, you know, going from a blog, which was mum's juggling out to now just being jhanakingsford.com, it's kind of like really tricky to make that transition because you're like, okay, but what am I about? What what was all that about? Like, what am I essentially, what's the essence? What's the, what's at the bottom of that? And mm-hmm. then, so just probably the last few months, I've really started to grow into that it's all about big dreams and believing in your big dreams. And yeah, just really looking at what I've created and how to how that really comes in line with your big dreams. So basically, that's that's my business. And you do me. it so bloody well, I swear to goodness. And your belief stuff is, I was there when I stumbled across you a couple of years ago um, online, it was at a point where I was kind of working a lot in our family business and stuff like that, but I knew I had this thing I wanted to do. And then it was this belief that you gave me that I was like, yes, you know what, I'm going to do this. And now I do what I love. So don't stop teaching people about belief because it's so important. And I teach mums, you know, if you believe you can do it and, you know, the visualisation, you know, how are you going to feel in a year? How Where do you want to go? It's just, it's, I really do believe that it's the, uh, I say bizarre words at times, but like the crusp. What's that word? You know, the... The crux. I think I just said that earlier, crux. And I was like, is that even a word? <laughs> After I said it. But I, I was actually, like, but that's No, it is a word. And I actually make words up because I don't know what they are. And Travis always looks at me and goes, that's not a word. And I go, that's what is now? Word. I said it. So now it's a word. Anyway. But yeah, you are. You're right. It's, is it, about, it is about belief and even belief. Like I like how you use that around moms because like even in 2009, that's when I first stumbled across like I got to like a certain point because it's been a decade now since I have had a J-O-B and I quit my job and I started studying and I started like starting all these businesses. So it's been like a decade now. But the one, the first time that I really stumbled upon that it is all about belief is 2009 when my daughter, my oldest daughter started school and I thought, oh my God, I'm going to have so much time. And <laughs> that belief kind of, yeah. Famous last Anyone, words from mums. Kids, just, yeah, I know. They're just like, oh my God, I'm going to have so much time when my kids go to school. No, you're not. No, you're gonna lose um, it's just like, you're going to have probably like three quarters left. Yes. Um, <laughs> hate to break it to you yep. but that's actually happened to me it was like oh, I'm gonna have so much time now and then I didn't and then the whole year I was like struggling to really make it work and because you've got to be out the door at eight o'clock and it's just like what the heck mm-hmm. I've not had to be out of the door by eight o'clock every day it's fine for the you know how like the moms that just start having their kids at school and they're like good for the first three months they're like I got this it's <laughs> just like yeah another 12 years of that it yeah. gets relentless. It gets full on. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, not to discourage people. No, no, no. <laughs> but basically it was all about like belief, how I was believing, like I had initially believed it was going to be easy, but really I hadn't, I had stopped believing that I, because I couldn't juggle it, because I couldn't juggle it, I started to disbelieve in my big dreams. I was like, oh, maybe they're right. Maybe I actually can't do this. And I started to disbelieve in it and yeah. just everything fell apart. I fell apart, house fell apart just everything so 
it really was a reflect my outer, my like, you know, messy house and messy kids and forgetting <laughs> everything for school and not knowing it was awards day. That was a reflection of me not believing that I could juggle everything I was juggling and have kids. And then I realized how like belief is that thing. Like Absolutely. belief is that thing behind it all. And that's when I did belief work. And every time I do belief work, I have just the most amazing breakthroughs and I've like created my own systems now that I teach people with belief and that I feel like has more transformation than anything else that I've ever done and and it all all connects back to my purpose which I knew when I was studying back like 2000 probably within a few months of me studying university I was like I'm not going to go and get a job I knew after probably my first unit I'm not going to be getting a job with this degree Wow. I'm doing this degree to show other people that they can do it too. They can go after their dreams. I knew it and that was because everybody said, oh, what are you going to do after this? I'm like, I'm not getting a job. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I'm going to use this. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to uni and I'm getting all this done, but I am not getting a job. <laughs> I love that. Exactly. And I was just like, it that was because it was my purpose it was like I knew deep down even back then you know I can really articulate it then I couldn't really then it was just a feeling I had that I yeah. had to finish it yeah so I could show other people because I remember saying done. it probably my first year in I'm I'm doing this to show other people that they can go after their big dreams even with the hippie kids and, and feel capable yeah of doing whatever they want to do even with hippie kids and I felt like that's my purpose and that still is my purpose is I just go after my dreams so that you can believe and believe in your dreams as well. Absolutely. That's, like, that's yep. what it's all about. All about. And if you believe you can do it, and I say that to the kids, if you really believe in your mind you can do it, you can absolutely do it. There's nothing to stop you because when you really believe it, you're prepared to put the work in to make it mm-hmm. happen. So exactly. it's a massive lesson and you do it so well. But where can everybody find you online? You said com before. Yeah. Yeah, JohnnyKingsford.com. Yeah. Yep. And JohnnyKingsford.com. Like yeah, I'm Johnny Kingsford everywhere. everywhere. So Johnny Kingsford everywhere. You did well with your handles as well. I know. I got all of them. You did well. I love that. Excellent. So I will put those in the show notes as well so that people can click through and follow you on Instagram and Facebook and check your website out and all the amazing um, Facebook lives and free trainings and stuff that you do are amazing as well. And I think lots of mums will get lots of stuff out of that. So that's amazing. But thank you so much for coming on and um, good luck for the big adventure next year, traveling around Australia. And, and that's another thing. If you're listening to this, Jana's traveling around Australia next year with her family, talking about her beliefs and, you know, her courses and things like that. So you might actually get to uh, meet Jana. Uh, yeah oh my god yeah that's the huge thing I'll be talking about it's basically for you guys I'm doing this yeah. as well <laughs> I'm gonna show you that you can do whatever you set your mind out to do even if it's just a decision you randomly made on a regular Monday to yeah. go around Australia and take your kids out of school I love it I love it it's a gutsy yeah. move and uh, I'll be following it and I said to you before I'm going to be living through you because I don't think I could do it not a good oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm loving it. So, but thank you so much for taking the time today to chat with me yeah. and share your wisdom of all the juggling that you do with your businesses and the three kids and working from home because I think there's lots of uh, nuggets of gold in there for mums to 
give some things a go. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Heidi. It's been awesome. Thanks for letting me chat and rave on and carry on about what I do. I could just talk about it all day. I love it. I love it. And we will definitely be catching up with you next year when you're out. We'll see if you're still as smiley and bubbly about the caravan and the trip. Yeah. And I'm sure you will be because there'll be so many nuggets and you'll just have this amazing course. I'm sure you'll bring out this amazing course of traveling with family and homeschooling and you'll have it all going on. No, I don't know what will be going on, but it'll be <laughs> something. It'll be something. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Well, thank you. I appreciate your time. You're so welcome. Have the best day. Bye. Bye. For more inspiration, interviews, recipes, tips and tricks to help you thrive in this crazy mess we call motherhood, head to wellnessmummy.com. Thanks for joining me. 